Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. Hello and welcome to another Wessex LMCs podcast. My name is Dr. Laura Edwards. I'm a GP and one of the medical directors at Wessex LMCs. And today I've got with me Dr. Tamsin Betts, who is a GP coach at the Primary Care Workforce Centre in Dorset and also a yoga teacher. Hi, Tamsin. Hi, Laura. Now, Tamsin, I've invited you to come and talk uh, with us today um, because I've had a sense that the feeling has changed uh, in, in the world and the um, community now. So we're in for a kind of surge, a sense of overwhelm uh, and something quick and awful. And actually, it's sort of changed. We're going into something for the long haul now. And I feel like there's been an energy dip associated with that and people are are moving to a changed sense of what's coming and that we're in for something that is going to be much longer and slower and I think that's affecting us affecting the mood and um, I wonder if your background as a a coach um, whether you could talk to us about uh, what what your thoughts are. Thanks thanks for the introduction Laura. Um, I've been given a lot of thought to the possible reasons behind this since you mentioned it to me last week and I've come up with what I believe to be sort of the key factors and some are um, specific I think to the medical profession and some are just sort of more general to to all of us. Um, I think the first big one is we've been in almost constant fight or flight waiting for the storm, planning, preparing, worrying etc and part of the human condition is trying to make sense of what's happening around us. Um, and in this rapidly changing a new world, this is both, I think, exhausting and unsustainable. It's sort of like waiting for an exam, but, but not knowing the date. And like you mentioned, we, we were sort of led to believe there was going to be this big peak and then we thought it would go away. But again, that sort of feels like it's changed. Um, doctors have also had to really change the way that they practice medicine, offering phone triage, appointments by phone and by video. And even if they see a patient, that tends to be through the barrier of PPE. And that can feel like sort of constant firefighting rather than offering really good medical practice, which is what we've been trained to do. Um, and as doctors, we, we build relationships with people over time. Human touch is so powerful in the process of healing. And yet all of that's gone. Um, and seeing the distress of what families are going through, not being able to be with their loved ones at time of crisis is, is really um, tiring, I think. And I think that constant emotional trauma for doctors is is uh, is quite tiring and that could that could also have led to this dip we've also we've had five weeks of lockdown elements of which have been quite nice time with family getting back to basics um but our daily routine's gone and we've probably struggled a bit to find our space and like you said is, is this our new reality where are we where are we how do we move out of this um and i think this is a real big one how do we come out of lo- of this lockdown my understanding locally is that we've not been that badly hit by um, by the COVID itself, but actually what happens when we reopen, how do we reopen and, and how does it come back? How do we, um, how do we move forward? Um, and it feels impossible to plan anything. And as, as medics, I mean, most people like planning, but medics are quite planners. So that's also really difficult. We can't even plan the nice things like a holiday or going out with our friends. Um, the other thing I've thought about is, is the news and the social media constantly offering updates, other people's opinions, suggestions for how to fill our time, keeping healthy, teaching our kids. There's loads of positive stuff as well as the negative stuff. Um, and of course, the constant medical updates, which are changing almost daily, is, is really important for our work. So we have to be on it. 
But on one level, simply managing and processing this huge amount of information is really exhausting and can actually lead to feelings of inadequacy at times. Um, because, you know, should I be doing more? Um, so I'm not really sure what that might be. And then the final thing that's really helped me, actually, is, is thinking of this as like a grief process. So we're sort of familiar with the five phases of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression and acceptance. And they can really come in any order. Um, we associate grief with the loss of a loved one. The event has occurred. And so then we, we feel that we go through this process. But of course, this grief is, is ongoing. Um, we might have lost a loved one due to COVID or patients. But we can also be fearing and anticipate, anticipating loss. That might be a loss of income in our household. It might be just the loss of our usual routines and our support networks. And even events that seem minor in comparison to the loss of a life, but like a holiday or a party, um, they're still things that have brought us pleasure in the past. So I suspect for us, we might be in that sort of depression or even that acceptance phase, really. Um, but I certainly think thinking of it like grief has, has made it slightly easier for me. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And um, and I think some people, as you said, it's in different orders. So I think some yeah. people are going through a bit of anger, actually. Uh -huh. that, that, you know, maybe there have been mistakes in the past that have led to this. And and so anybody could be in different phases. But I think thinking of it as a grief reaction is, is really helpful. And, um, and do you have any thoughts about what we can do, given the, you know, that bit that's causing us to feel that way? What can we do to help ourselves, do you think? Well, again, again I, there's loads out there about how to manage it. And again, this is looking at sort of different social media or even support networks for doctors. Um, but even when I've looked at it, I've even found some of that overwhelming of knowing what to access. Because um, it sort of feels like there's so much out there that even that's been overwhelming. And I'm a yoga teacher, so it's, it's kind of my world almost, but I still find it tough. I think they're all based on the same principles. So I've tried to kind of simplify them. Um, so my first thing was really just doing the basics. So eating well, trying to get enough sleep, which can be quite difficult, I know, exercising, speaking to friends. And the activities that usually support you may need to be adapted now, but they're still really important. And I would argue probably more important. Um, routine is useful, even if you need to be a little bit flexible about it. So routine at work. Um, so even if you are working from home as a GP, trying to still have your coffee breaks, getting out, whatever it might be, and at, and at work in a hospital, even if there might be lots of work to do, it's so key to take that time and, and have a small break. I think reducing our consumption of news and social media, like I mentioned before, and of course it's difficult because it can play an important role in keeping informed and connected, but then that sometimes links us into that kind of endless scrolling, which we know even in good times is unhealthy. So perhaps choosing to listen to the news at, at a time of day or only once a day when that sort of suits you, maybe not before bedtime or, or whatever that might be. Again, I think lowering your expectations. Um, doctors tend to have incredibly high expectations of themselves, both at home and at work. And so much has changed. We talked about the work aspect of that. So maybe just accepting how you can work and doing that to the best of your ability. Um, and you might be trying to homeschool, you might be trying to support elderly relatives. So there's extra things that are coming in. So some things might have to give, letting the kids watch more TV, eating a takeaway pizza really isn't going to hurt anyone. Relaxing with an easy meal is going to be more beneficial than stressing out over whether you're eating your greens. Um, and that brings on to sort of self-compassion, because I think being kind to yourself, again, doctors are really tough on themselves. Um, this is really key. So everyone is experiencing this pandemic 
through their own lens and has their own worries, then notice how you're feeling and, and allowing your emotions. Don't try and fight them. That may feel uncomfortable feeling sadness or anger or anxiety, but actually just recognizing that and allowing it is, is more likely, I feel, to pass rather than trying to fight it. Um, and also then the other side of that is noticing what makes you feel good and allowing yourself that. So really trying to look at the, the good stuff that you enjoy that might be reading a book or, or being in the garden. I think hiding those negative emotion can make them feel bigger and more out of control. And again, we talked about how your usual support networks have changed. So whether it's the gym, a coffee with a mate, even chatting to colleagues um, and trying to adapt with that. And I think the, the communicating and talking is really key. So that might be talking to people at home or it might be talking to people at work. And again, there's, there's lots of support out there um, that's been sort of set up. So accessing that support. Doctors are, I don't think, great at expressing any vulnerability and they see it as a sign of weakness in inverted commas which of course it's not it's really a sign of, of strength to say actually I'm finding this quite tough um, and there are people to talk to through either the LMC or the PSU there's, there's all of those things are out there um, and then finally try and live each day as it comes so being as mindful and in the moment as possible the worrying about what might happen in three months time is is really beyond our control um, I can't predict when a vaccine will come. I can't predict when I'll be able to go on holiday next. So worrying about it is just making me feel worse. I just have trust that it will happen. So working out your way of how you um, can live in the moment. So obviously for me, that will be yoga and meditation, but I get that it's not for everyone. My husband would rather die than go to a yoga class. So it's, it's trying to sort of look at what is your thing. Um, and that might be reading a book, it might be exercising, it might be cooking whatever it is, just try and find that thing that brings you back into the here and now. And again, that sort of ties in also with trying to only worry about what you can control. So if our neighbor's going to the shop every day and this is winding us up, or if we're upset about something that has happened, if you can't change that, all you're doing is distressing yourself and your reaction is just simply making you feel worse. It's just another stress that you don't need at the moment. Um, you know, is your kitchen messy? If it's messy, is it the end of the world? Just, just sort of let it go a bit. Um, we're all a bit more stressed than usual, so everyone's reactions are heightened. So trying to see things from other people's points of view as well can be, I think, beneficial. So those are those are the things. I hope that's sort of clear. Um, but again, I just think just try and simplify things and, and look after yourself, you know, as, as well as you can and be kind to yourself. I think that's really helpful. Thank you, Tamsin. I think it's worth picking up that um, it feels like the basics sometimes to say, remember to eat and sleep. Yeah. But actually, they are so fundamental mm -hmm. to how our well-being then functions from that. And we are really high-functioning individuals, but we're built on building blocks. And I think I've seen something helpful that was thinking about Maslow's hierarchy, which is lots of us. Right at the bottom there is the sense of security and safety. And some are to kind of shelter and warmth. But then it's a sense of security and safety, predictability. And we've lost that one at the moment, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think, therefore, that's why some of us are struggling with other things that are higher up on that yeah. thing, uh, on that hierarchy. And so we just need to be kind to ourselves and say, actually, that's quite a tough blow to have something come in at that level. So, so the next one above, we'll just try and, and do what we can around that, which is essentially being kind and focusing on, on just the basics, the eating and the sleeping and the keeping hydrated. Um, and again, we, as you said, really good point. There's lots of new things that are being thrown at us, both at work. I was, was finding it difficult yesterday going through my consultation 
where I was thinking, I know what I'd normally do, I'd get you to come in and, and that would be fairly straightforward. And I would examine you and I'd do this, that and the other. Not urgent, but I, that's what I would do. Or I'd get you to have some routine bloods. Routine bloods? Hmm. But I, I can't now. So I need a urine sample. I need some bloods. I need an examination. Not all of them at once. Do I bring you in or do I not bring you in? And which bits can I do by handing stuff through, to you through a window? And which bits do you do at home? And my brain was aching with that time to do that in the, as well as trying to say what the normal things were. Um, and then homeschooling. I know that's stressing out loads of people. Absolutely. Mm. And I think it's a really good point to say, just let it go a bit, like yeah. do what you can. Um, and actually, again, talking to a teacher, they were saying, do you know what? It's the entire class. It's the entire class yeah. who is affected by this. So we are just going to act like no one's learned anything during this mm. time and, and we'll move on from there and then we'll adapt it to, to where kids are at. And that's what yeah. we normally do. So, um, so I think don't expend too much of your energy fretting about um trying to keep up with what a school would normally do yeah. because they're going to take it into account um and and i think yeah letting letting your standards don't hold yourself to impossible standards at the moment just yeah. be just be yeah. gentle on yourself um, and places of support um, there is the LMC as you've mentioned there's the appraisal service have said that they're there for accommodation for everybody um, and then also the um there's also the um, um, there's also the uh, NHS people as well, um, and practitioners too that would be able to help. Um, there's also the for where I work, the primary care workforce centre are offering more coaching sessions. But that's for GPs, um, so that that's all funded as well. So that's worth looking at. That's great. And I think NHS England have just launched a coaching offer as well. Um, so there is there are resources out there. Again, for anybody in our area, Wessex LMC's area, if you're struggling to find somewhere to, to access help, because again, I think that can become overwhelming um, in itself, then give us a call at the LMC and, um, and we will signpost you to, to where you can find um, some help. Um, and talking about it is, is really important. Just acknowledging that this is a tough time uh, for us all is really important. So thank you ever so much for your time today, Hansen. Um, I oh, hope sure, that people sure. listening will have found that helpful. And um, it's really important to say to people, you're not alone in finding this hard, both at home and at work. Thank you ever so much. Wessex LMC's supporting you and your practice.